Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to Secure the Insecure, the podcast that I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm joined by some very special guests. And this week, it's a very special episode of Secure the Insecure, as the Love Island final 2022 is tonight. And as a special episode, I'm joined by two of my favourite Islanders from this year, as we celebrate the cast of 2022. first guest joining Casa Moore as a second connection to Gemma Owen. During Casa, he coupled up with Tasha before having a second relationship with Danica. Known for his argument with Luca during movie night, he certainly left an impression lasting 18 days. Working in the construction industry, he's that cheeky chappy that we all love. It's Billy Brown. And my second guest also joined in Casa Moore and had a relationship with Danica before he got the ick and recoupled with Summer lasting 13 days. Since leaving the villa, along with Summer, they're the first out of the villa as a couple. He's a model, a boxer, and now reality star is Joshua Grove. Hello, guys. How are you guys doing? Let's good? go. So, welcome to Sigillian Skirt. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here. Now, what I like to do on this podcast is move away from what happened on Love Island. Obviously, we'll do that because that's what everyone wants to know. But I want to get the real you, the real Josh and Billy, the ones that came up from home. So, let's go all the way back to your childhoods first, though, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Josh, let's start with you. What was your childhood like? It was good. It was good. So obviously started off living in London, like Peckham, and then moved to countryside and used to compete in BMX racing. So I've done that from the age of six to 13. Uh, two world championships I've done there and got eighth in Britain. Um, so I was just doing a lot of sport and yeah, that was really just a lot of sport and having fun. And then when did the modelling come in? Modelling literally only came in last year, last year, August. Um, before that, I was coaching in disability schools and primary schools and was personal training had a good few clients and then was managing a gym at the weekends so that was like my day-to-day before i got the modeling contract come through which was last year august so you kind of had three purposes in life so far which Mm -hmm. is quite good so Mm. talking about that change from the bmx which is very much about you to being a coach which is about everyone else how did you find that change because that's a big responsibility to then have yeah well after the bmx and got into the boxing so that was alongside like the the coaching. Uh, it was yeah, it was different. It was different from being like someone where you know the attention's on you to then having to be coming up with classes and teaching a lot of kids. It was different, and obviously then getting onto the modelling where it's back to like the attention being on you. But I enjoyed it. It's something that I'll definitely get back into. 
And what was the tension like? Because being a model, we talk, I talked to a lot of female models and there's mm. a lot of insecurities there mm. because we know about, for example, size zero and the way that model agencies are. You've yeah. got to look the thinnest, you've got to look a certain way. I've got David Gandhi coming on in a couple of weeks' time oh, wow. to look about the male modelling industry. Yeah, yeah. So I'm quite interested, because you've only been in it for a couple of months, how have you found that journey so far? I found it, yeah, good. It was something I always wanted to do from young. Um, I feel like I got into it at the right age, like 21, 22. I had like, my head screwed on about it. For me, it's been good. Met a good bunch of people and it's, it's gone quick. I mean, I haven't seen the negatives too much yet and hopefully I don't, but I have enjoyed it. Is that a gender divide, do you think? Do you think with men in general, it's easier not to see the downside to the modelling world than it is if you're a girl? Uh, I feel like it, it depends, really. I feel like that is, an, is a factor of it. It is a factor, but at the same time, also everyone has their different experiences with it. Um, some people have like negative experiences and some people, sometimes it works in their way. I might have them, they just haven't come yet. Or hopefully I don't, but yeah. Okay. Billy, let's talk about you. Being in the construction industry. Yeah. What got you in there? Well, my dad sort of has always done it. He runs his own company and stuff like that. And for me, it was, I obviously went college and stuff like that and done school. And then I left college the first year because I was sort of fed up on it to earn money and went and worked with him. And then got pretty good at it and started doing stuff by myself and then become director and now we're sort of just split up and he doesn't have to work as much anymore, which is good. And yeah, just cracking on with the construction side of things. What I noticed on Love Island, especially was your cheeky chappy personality. And it was just something that you were just very cheeky. You knew where that line was <laughs> yeah. and you knew how to just go over that line. Just so, a little bit. Just a little bit. So let's go back to, you know, the school days. Where did that cheekiness come from? I don't know. I've always been one, like, just loving girls all the time. <laughs> like, I always have to chat to girls. Like, I couldn't have gone to an all-boys school, put it that way. Like, for me, I'm always flirting with everyone. Like, it's mad. So I've always just had that cheeky side of, like, pushing the boundaries a little bit, but just with a flirty sort of vibe to it. And why is that? Do you feel validated by having that impact or flirting? Because it's almost like a confidence boost that, yes, I'm accepted. Sort of thing, yeah. Like, it is, like, how I sort of deal with things or, like, how I go about things is in a banterous way or try and laugh at things all the time and take it in a positive manner. Like, even if something's not that bad, but it's still bad, I still try and laugh it off or be positive about everything because what's the point of being sad? Have you ever gone through a trauma? Nah, nah. What do you mean by trauma? Anything, and in moment that you've been really sad and you've had to cover it with laughter. I don't know, maybe... Because it's like a defence mechanism a lot of the time. When you're laughing, you're bad, yeah. you're flirting. It's like a defence mechanism that you're covering that something deep inside you. I don't think I ever have, to be fair. If I'm sad, you'll know about it. Like, even when Josh left, I was I was crying because he left. But, like, that's just my emotions. Like, I show my emotions quite a lot. And if I am sad, you'll know about it. If I'm happy, which I am most of the time, which is good, you'll know about it as well. And what about your emotions, Josh? Where, where are you mentally? Um, Yeah, like happy most of the time to be fair if i'm sad i like to keep myself to myself obviously in there it's difficult i had like one little outburst but other than that it's just, it's just been yeah normal really okay so let's talk club island obviously there's a lot to unpack there's a lot so let's start at the beginning it's the best place to start both of you came into castle and more so when did you get that call from love island to say right we want you to come and join us but you're going to be part of castle and more and you're not going to be an og and you're not going to be a bombshell you get approached by someone obviously from the show about what I did about five, six months before we actually went in there. So they say, oh, look, let's do this. You have to go through a whole process, a very, very long process. Um, and then you get to a stage where it's like, right, go and meet the execs and the producers. And then about 
two weeks after that, I think they called me and said, um, yeah, like we want you on the show. And then like the day after they said that, I was going to Ibiza, went out to Ibiza. And then on the Saturday, flew from Ibiza to Mallorca and then went in. But they said literally a week in advance, you're going on Casper Moore, which is mad. And what was that feeling like to know you're doing Casper Moore? I was a bit stuck. Like when I was obviously doing a, the stuff, I was thinking, do I want to go in Casper Moore or like, do I want to be a bombshell or would I start the show? Like you think all these things just as you do. But for me, I didn't really mind going in Casper Moore because I like a challenge. I like if someone's obviously coupled up or something, can I turn their head? Like I like a challenge. So for me, I didn't mind going in Casper Moore. And what about you, Josh? Um, so I originally flew out for a second week bombshell and then whilst out there five days into quarantine they said oh we're going to bring you in for Castro instead I think because the order changed with Liam leading, uh, leaving um, so the order changed and then I think I was going to come in different now it's going to be Castro but at first I think I turned it down twice I was like I don't want to do it and then they gave me like five day little holiday um, before going back into isolation for ten days and I still wasn't too keen on it um, and then phoned my mum up and she was like oh maybe just take the opportunity so yeah I took it I don't regret it now, but yeah, at first I would have obviously preferred to come in as an OG or um, bombshell. Mm. But I mean, yeah, coming in at Castle was good. You came in with a good, good group of lads, and it's like a little family. I think. I think the OGs, though, like personally, you do have an advantage. Of course. Because for us, I don't know how you felt, Josh, but when you go into that main villa and you do get picked by one of the girls, it's a good feeling. But you always have this like sense of wariness. Like she can just easily go back to that guy. Like and just just be safe because you know that they want them even more now because we're coupled up. Mm. Like it, it was a weird feeling because we're not like secure. We're sort of not being used, but it felt like we was used, didn't it? Yeah. And we just got brought back just in case, sort of thing. That's how it felt. Like we got brought back just in case that they don't don't go right with someone else, or you're gonna be there anyway, sort of thing. So for me, it was a bit mad. And is that you two as individuals, or you two as? cast members on the tv show because at the end of the day there's the feelings that you both have as people mm. in general you know if this happened in the real world you wouldn't necessarily have those insecurities but also as a tv show you're like well is that a storyline you know we saw andrew and tash for example go through ups and downs mm. we saw obviously then billy you come in tash's head turns then obviously the stuff with Gemma as well and you're like how much is that for tv and mm. are they making their decision on tv because as an og you obviously want to go the full way i feel like definitely going into the main villa you can see who the producers' favourites are. I know a lot of them in there, I feel like, not so much now, but I feel like a lot of, up until Casa, I feel like a lot of them were comfortable in their partners. I mean, obviously now things might change, but I feel like a lot of it sometimes is to do with getting through and seeing how the outcome's going to be at the end. Obviously, you don't want to be the first one leaving. A lot of people aren't going to take risks if what you're doing is going well. And I do feel sometimes that certain scenarios are more for TV than actually how people, like, it's less natural. Yeah, I feel like certain chats that people have maybe aren't as natural so say like it comes to like wanting to chat or say certain times when you see two people chatting um some of those times producers might have said oh you two have a chat and stuff like that for like as sometimes i wanted to chat to certain girls but they would already be having a chat to someone else so i feel like that kind of in your head you know that those two are going to be pushed to become a couple rather than you being able to slot yourself in there billy we know that you knew Gemma. Because it was all over, you know, Castlemore. Straight away, I know him for a mutual friend. Can we just dissect that? Because how did right. you two never actually meet each other in real life? Right. I didn't know no Gemma. Like, you know when you go on Instagram and you follow a girl because she's good looking and she follows you back? Like, that that happened 
like way before obviously we went into the villa so i didn't know if whether she was going in or not then i found out she was i walked in apparently she said oh, i know the guy in the gray and it turns out basically my best mate is friends with her so on his instagram she seen me and she was like, oh, I know you through a boy called Cam, which is my best mate. And then she was like, oh, because I've seen you on his Instagram, like I've seen you doing this and that, but I've never actually met her. Have you not met her at one of Cam's birthdays? Never, ever, ever. And he's never spoken about her to you? Yeah, he spoke to her about, uh, he spoke to me about her before, yeah. But I just blowed it over. And then when she started talking to me in the villa in Casa, I was like, oh, okay, so that's you sort of thing, not, oh, straight away I know you. Right, because it was made the way it was made out to be is that it was the Gemma show. Okay, Mm. Um, I'm going to be very honest here. um, And if I get to interview Gemma one day, I really hope so because I'd love to ask her some of these questions. But the way it was kind of set up because we'd had little Danny Dyer go in with Big Danny Dyer as her dad a couple of years ago. This was very much the year Michael Owen's daughter is going into Love Island. Let's make the whole series about her. I.e., we're going to make her win, but also we're going to put a little twist in it. X on the beach style. So we're going to put Jackson, her ex. We're going to put you and Billy, an old friend, and her head is going to keep turning, but she's going to keep going back to Luca, and they're going to win the show. And I think the producers made a massive mistake of that because I think you were amazing away from knowing Gemma, and obviously you didn't really know her. And no. Jack was amazing away from Gemma as well. And I think they didn't expect what to happen happened. Mm. Mm. Like the storyline was. Gemma's ex, Gemma's friend, Gemma, do you know what I mean? It weren't Billy Brown, Jacks. it was just all revolving around that, which I think I don't really care about, but obviously you do deep down because you're not someone else's, like your name, you, you want your name to be your name, not after someone else's name. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that was a bit weird. And that's it. And it, also, this is all new to you. You know, this is all new. It's a brand new process. Neither of you have done TV before. It's very much, I'm trying to find out who I am, let mm-hmm. alone being a label to someone else before even the process has begun. Yeah, I feel like that's the annoying bit though, is because like, as much as you yourself, you're only going to get portrayed the way they want you to. So it's like, for me, I was annoyed at the fact they bring me in um, because of like my personality, but never showed any of that. Because they need to understand at the same time, whatever they're showing is what you're going to come out to. So if they're showing you as, I don't know, say, boring, or if they're showing, say how they're showing Luca's more like a different side to Luca we're going to come out to people's opinion of us from what they've seen. So if they're not going to show us for us, like, I don't understand why they'll show like the worst parts of us or like mm. the boring parts of us because that's what we're going to come out to people's perception of us, even though that's not us. So it's like, why bring you into a show because of how you are to then not show how you are? And obviously I understand there's a story and they have to stick to it, but it just don't seem, just seems a bit weird that they'll just bring you in to not show you or phase you out slowly. I feel like I got phased out. Really? Yeah, I think it's it's mad. Like, I've I've heard sort of I got screen time in Casa Moore and maybe in the video as well. Like, my funny side has come across, which I'm fine about. But where Josh is coming from is I know Josh from the villa, and we was actually like best pals in there, and Deji as well. And none of that got shown. Like, I'm coming out thinking, oh, like, are we known as like the double act or like the frio of of how funny we was in the villa because we was like the class clowns with everything. Like we'd always liven things up. We'd always have banter. We'd always make people laugh, but none of us shown. And for Josh, where he's coming from, what I've seen, yeah, he's a good looking lad, but everyone sees Josh for a good looking lad now and not that funny guy he is, which is annoying because he's hilarious. Do you know what I mean? And they don't show enough of it. They might show bits, but people will come out to it and be like, oh, 
he's a good looking guy, but they don't know about his banter. They don't know about other sides of him, which I think that's where he's coming from. And I listened to a podcast with Deji recently and I was like, oh my God, you're quite deep thinking. And actually you're very intellectual. And on the villa, I remember going, I've not seen him today. I've not mm. seen him today. And then mm. movie night happened and you saw him at the end of shop because obviously it was all the boys together. But we went about four days without seeing him at all. And mm. you're right about personalities and friendships. It's very much, and it always is like this, but even more so I think this year, especially with the girls, is you've got the OG girls. So you've got Gemma, Paige, and you've got Tasha. And they're the group. And anyone that kind of comes, Ekansu can kind of come into that group. But you could very definitely sense that any other girl is not part of that group. They mm. are the three. Don't come near us. We are the OGs. Same as the boys. With the boys as well. Because mm. that's girls. But boys usually, oh, you're a mate, you're a mate. You're talking about football, whatever. Boys get on like that. Mm. If you mm. fall out, you fall out yeah. big time. But boys on the whole usually get on. It's, it's girls that don't normally. So what happened to the boys? I feel like we got on. It's just I feel like it's Dami, Angie... Luca. Luca. It was and Davide. Like it would always be focused on them. So we could be having a deep chat outside, um, on the beanbags, but whatever they're doing in the bedrooms, what's gonna get filmed? No matter what you do, you're you're only ever gonna get a little bit of what happens unless it's to do with the OG. So unless we went into the bedroom and joined in in a chat. But even if we started the chat, it would still only show their input. So I feel like it's not much I feel like coming in anything other than the OG, there's not much you can do, really. It's just a matter of time until you get phased out. For me, like when we come back into the main villa, like how I felt was like you was walking into someone else's house mm. and you were not welcome. Like all eyes on you, dog eat dog. Like, what are you doing there? And then obviously, Andrew makes a comment. I have a word with him straight away. I said, Look, I'm going to get along with all the boys in there. That's how I roll. That's how I am. I don't want no beef of anyone. Like, I literally am friends with everybody and I make friends easily. But it was, it was hard in there because, yeah, we all did get along, but. Now looking back at it, like you're seeing people talking behind your back, you're seeing people say this and that, and I'm thinking, he didn't say that to my face. Mm. Like, and for me, that's annoying. And then it's the people that, like, they'll say to you, yeah, whatever I say, I'll say it to people's faces, but you haven't. And that's what's annoyed me because it's all pally pally. And then you come out and you actually see what's happened. You're like, wow, is that how it went? But for me, it was a bit weird. Well, the big thing when that happened really was the whole you flirting with Gemma at the <laughs> breakfast bar and Luca watching on the beanbag saying, I don't like this, whatever. And then there was a little bitch in comments and then he had a go at Gemma for it. I didn't know any of this. This manifested big time. Women's Aid got involved, the uh, charity. And the big kind of conversations around Love Island this year is there's people have complained to the TV regulator to say Love Island does this, this and this. There's been bullying accusations, misogyny uh, accusations, sexism accusations. As guys in front of me now... I want to give you the space to talk about that because, you know, men's mental health is so important and something that I love to talk about on the podcast, especially. And yet you've then got all of you being berated that you were this, that and the other. Did you see misogyny and sexism and bullying in the villa? Mm, well, firstly, I think I can see why people are saying about the bullying. I can see why I can understand. Because for me, I don't know about you, Josh, but some, you know, some people in the villa, how, how, they, how they was acting, yeah, they might be fed up or or annoyed at something, but especially to girls, for me, don't go and keep sort of sort of hurting that girl constantly, like such as Tasha. Don't go and just keep going at her, going at her, going at her, because I, for me to see that, like, it's not nice. I don't like no one feeling out of place. I don't like no one feeling like they can't go and speak to someone or alone, like, and for me, like, like Luca and Dami, for instance, they're just constantly go for Tasha go for Tasha 
And it's like they're seeing, they might see it as banter, but for me, when I spoke to Tasha, like one night she was crying, I saw her over there, like by herself, went up to her. Like, considering what happened between me and her, like I could be annoyed, but I back that to the side and I think, right, how are you? Like, how are you actually doing? She was like, no, I'm fed up. Like, everyone's just going at me, going at me. Like, I'm trying to do the best, what's best for me, and no one's understanding. And for me to hear that wasn't nice because everyone should feel like they're getting understood or someone's there. And then it's just constant, just negative stuff thrown at her. And I, I didn't like to see it, to be fair. It's common now, obviously, a lot of them have been in there for, for a very long time. I feel like it can come across a bit like, imagine you're in year 11, end of school, and like the teachers left the classroom. It kind of feels like that kind of atmosphere. I feel like, you know, producers could easily step in and be like, right, listen, you know, this is how it's coming across or how would you be on the outside but I feel like sometimes it's just they step in when they want to step in and they will sit back and happily let something come across a certain way I feel like with a situation like that I feel like some people can get carried away and it would be nice and easy for the producers to just step in and be like alright well listen like this, you wouldn't do this on the outside or this is how it's coming across rather than just waiting and then stepping in later on and being like oh you know but, uh, yeah that's how I feel anyway well, this is the thing. So with Luca, as you've built him up, there's been a lot of bullying claims about him. And obviously, Gemma, you know for a friend, and therefore you've almost got an alliance to your friend Cam that you, you know, you've got your eye out for Gemma. And I'm not talking in a sexual way, I'm talking about in a friendship yeah. way that you're looking out for her because mm. it reflects on Cameron, which reflects on you at the end of the day. You know, if I saw my friend, uh, I saw my friend's friend not being nice to my friend, I, yeah. no, I've yeah. got to, you know, stand up. He's been called for bullying, okay? Mm. And he's going to come out the villa tonight and he's going to see all this press over the next couple of days and he's going to have a lot of DMs that he might go through. How do you think he's feeling? And again, you've both been in there. You know firsthand what's happening there. Mm. Do you see him as being a bit manipulative, a bit of controlling to Gemma? Or is that just what we got told? And if so, why were we told that? I feel like it's it's tricky. Mm. I feel like he's a genuine guy. He's a really nice guy. I feel like it's just in there like comments might get thrown here and there and you're not seeing how they're going to come across. So unless someone steps in and says, oh, this is how it's coming across, like I feel like a lot of them won't understand how much is getting shown or how it's getting portrayed on the outside because obviously in there it's all very like, oh, you know, you're doing great, guys. You're doing great, guys. So if they ain't getting told, you know, this is what it's looking like, obviously to a certain point you should understand that certain things you shouldn't say or they're mm. going to come across a certain way. But at the same time, like you're in a little bubble. If they're telling you, oh, yeah, what you're doing, you're doing great, you're doing great, and they're not saying, like, all right, listen, this is not coming across very well, then that's also where, you know, they should be focusing on mental health and kind of they should be seeing what's happening and then sitting down and being like, I mean, well before, they should have sat down and said, oh, you know, this is how it's coming across, ease back. But, you know, they kind of let it go and let it go. And they're not understanding that these guys are going to come out to potentially a lot of hate. So mm, that could have stopped... Mm, it could have got stopped a while ago because you don't know how they're going to act. You don't know how it's going to affect them when, mm. you know, they come out and see comments or they know it wasn't that particular way, but it's been shown that way. So I feel like, you know, that should have been something they could have stepped in and, and tried to stop it before it got to the point it's at. Because ITV obviously got a duty of care. Producers have got a TV show to make. There's a very fine line between entertainment and that overstepping that line of bullying or of control. I know bullying is a very, very strong word or control. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. As Islanders, though, did anyone step in and go, right, guys, you know, forget the... T- not, you can't really say forget the cameras, but just just remember what's going on. Yeah, I, I mean, even I got stopped one time. Um, I was just finished, me and Danique had had an argument, and I was saying to Billy certain bits that I thought, you know, this is how I felt like it should have gone. And they'd step in and say, oh, you know, it could come across a bit like this. So I feel like they have the, they have the ability to stop you when it's coming across a certain way, but, like... With those guys, I don't feel like they've been stopped. I feel like, mm. you know, they've just kept going and kept going and kept going, and now it's come out, come across a lot worse than um, it could have been stopped time ago. Someone could have just sat them down and said, you know, this is how it's coming across. Like, apologize. But yeah, now it's stop, like, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, mm. because it's got too far. It's it's stupid. Like, bully's a, a massive word, and I wouldn't say it's bullying, mm. but like for instance, Luca, he just says what he thinks, and that, like for me. You, you sometimes have got to sit there and go, right, is that going to hurt that person? And is it going to, you know, make them sad or make them angry or, or think about someone's emotions before you speak because it costs you nothing to say nothing. Like, yeah, it ain't going to cost you nothing to just keep your mouth shut. So whether you think that's actually going to better the person that you're talking to, if it's not going to better them, why say it? Mm. Like for me, if it's, if it's a negative thing you're going to say to someone, then why are you actually going to say it? Unless it's positive. So for me, Luca, not just Luca, Dammy, like a couple of the boys in there, like they'd say stuff and then they'd go, Yeah, well I'm just I'm just I'm not gonna talk behind their back, I'm saying how I feel. Yeah, but okay, hold up a minute. Like it's not just say how you feel, because if everyone said how they felt, it'd be a shambles. Like mm. everyone would hate each other. So I think sometimes you've got to hold stuff in, keep your opinion to yourself to a certain extent, 
maybe put her to the side. Don't say in front of everyone, like, you're this, you're that, and then go and chat rubbish about her. But just put her to the side and look, maybe I think you're doing this or that wrong. What do you think? Just in a better manner how to do it. So I think that's where some people have, like, not gone wrong, but just I wouldn't come across like that sort of thing, and other people are. So that's why it's getting out of hand. And at the same time, I was going to say, from being in there, you can kind of you kind of thinking as well. Like, are the producers showing so much because you know Tasha was getting hate? I know they want to, you know, mm. you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, so, rekindle it. Yeah, so you, like, that's well, I understand that, but at the same time, like you're then throwing like Damian Luca under the bus to bring someone else up when actually you could have just shown them for how they were. Like Tasha's, she's great. Yeah, she's she's been great from the beginning, but they showed her in a certain way. And it's like, are they now doing this to bring her image back up from what they've already thrown shade on? When mm. actually, like, you know what I'm saying? Tasha and Andrew have been strong from the minute they got back together after Casa. Yeah. But, like, it's only now they're getting shown. And so we're saying with Deji. Deji's been great from the beginning. It was towards the end they started showing him. It's like they show what they want to show. And then sometimes you think, are they showing certain things to build up people's images? Like, they can literally make or break you with what they show in that hour. Well, that leads me on to Billy. Uh, snog, marry pie. Yeah. Um, honestly, don't know what was going from my head, to be fair. I've, um, me and Dinky, I'll chat about it. But for me, I think with my personality, yeah, I was in the wrong for that moment because it was like I didn't think about how she's going to feel, which I understand. And I think in that moment, like we got like five minutes to decide, let's be real. Like, I'm going to be real about this now. We've got five minutes to decide and people are in your ear, you know. And for me, it was more so like, I know Gemma's going to pie me. Let me just give her a little peck and say, it's all good. Like, it's just banter, chill out, sort of towards her. And she took it like as a joke and da 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 married Paige because everyone loves Paige and she's just a nice girl. And then pied Tasha for what she'd done, like, as a joke, but... For me, it wasn't like I'm leaving Danica out. It was for me much so like everyone knows I'm going to snog Danica. So let's just do something funny instead. It's a challenge. But it's come across like I've left her out for a reason and that's not what I've done. It's, it's, that's what I mean. They've shown what's come across and it's like it's annoying for me because people are on to me saying, oh, why did you do that? So such a dick move. But I understand that, but it wasn't like that. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't meant in that sort of way. But did you really think it was going to be a joke? You know, this is a podcast we're talking about mental health. Did you ever think about her mental health at that point? Or did you have that conversation this, of like, this is going to be some banter? Yeah, I thought it was going to be banter. But like I said before, I am in the wrong because I didn't actually fully think about how she could feel. So I should have stepped back and gone, right, how is Danica going to sort of take this? And that's sort of where I went wrong because I thought she might take it as banter. She might not, but might's not good enough. So for me, if there was a next time, yeah, I would change that and say, right, maybe that's not the time to play games and actually go and snogger and, and actually mean it, do you know what I mean? So for me, that's probably what I'd change. It's very hard when you do a TV show when you've got cameras on you the whole time because I imagine straight away you would have wanted to have a chat with her and yet we see a conversation happen but also we know there's 100 cameras all around you having this conversation and so yeah. it's like how authentic is that conversation and is that apology because... Although you know you're in the wrong and although you're apologising to her and that's the first opportunity you've got to do it, you've also got 100 cameras on you. So how authentic is that? I know, it's annoying because that conversation they've shown after, they showed, what, a minute of it? 
That was a 25 minute conversation. Like, that was a deep, deep chat of me saying what ins and outs, da da da. da. That's why I was so confused at the beach club when it got to it, when she started shouting, because we literally put it under the mud and was like, right, I'm sorry for it. I said it. Da, 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 da. She understood, but they only shown a minute of it. So people are seeing, say, 30 seconds of me and 30 seconds of her, and they've seen me apologise once when really I apologise about 20 times. Like, it's so different of how they can sort of take a combo and go, that's how, that's how we want it to come across. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's hard to come out and be like, oh, that's how it came across. Yeah, you're made to see, be seen the enemy in the yeah. villain of the series. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. That's not how it went. And even the beach club thing, that's not how it went. For me, it was just a bit like, what's going on here? Like, felt sort of staged, if you know what I mean. For me, no bad blood against anyone. Like, that's the last thing I do. But I was just confused when she comes up to me in the beach club, starts shouting, saying every name under the sun. And I'm like, where's this coming from? You can see I'm confused. Like, I've watched it back. You can see I'm confused because of how it's just been put there like that. It's like she's woke up, talked to the girls, everyone's in her ear, and me and Deji get told to go and sit there and have a chat about the day. And I'm hearing her shout in her mouth. Off. I'm like, what is going on? Like, how do you think it comes across, Josh? Yeah, I've been in a similar situation to him, so me and Denise had also had a chat that wasn't on camera, I don't think. Was it not really shown? No, they didn't show that one. Wow. What was that conversation? Um, similar to Billy's, basically, the night, the day, so obviously I had friends on um, Danica, and then that night I'd spoken to Summer, so the next day was trying to pursue stuff with her, and I told Deji and Billy, you know, go chat to Danica today, we could have a recoupling soon, um, I'm going to chat to her at the end of the day with how I'm feeling, whether more towards Summer or her. And then, uh, long story short, basically, Danica had somehow spotted me in summer. I was basically going to go chat to Danica and say, I'm feeling summer. She got to me first and had a similar conversation to him. And I went off on one saying I'd been set up. So that production just set me up and nothing really got shown of that, which is good because if they had shown it, it would have been a similar outcome because I feel like a lot of the situations, they ramp them up so that it can come across a certain way mm. when it's like... If you'd seen the situation with me and Danica as well, I was in the beach at least four or five times saying, oh, I don't know how to go about this, don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, I'd rather be friends with her, I'm not feeling it. And they just wouldn't show it. Um, so I feel like they do have the choice to show a different outcome to situations. And in Billy's situation, I feel like it got shown in a way that made him look worse um, mm. and had a worse outcome for him. And this is the thing, you know, you have a talk of doom before you go on the show. So you've had your psych test, you've spoken to producers, you then get told what the show's going to entail. And mm. in terms of it's usually focused on the trolling you're going to get afterwards, what the publicity will be like afterwards, your followers are going to go up afterwards, you're going to be known ever afterwards. How much are you told about the actual process of actually what it's like day to day in the villa? You know, that swing camera coming around you, all the cameras, the setup, the production time. Did you feel like you knew what you're getting yourselves into because you've said that there were like little storylines that didn't get shown and mm. conversations. Did you expect that? So that as soon as you've had that conversation, which is important to you, it's not important to the producers. No. One thing that no one else knows really as well is that the kiss I first had with Danico, I was actually told to have that one. So I'd sat down with each girl. And for me, a kiss is like that. I know it's going to speed things up, so I like to take it slow. And when me and uh, Danico are under that Casa uh, Moore sign, and me and her having a chat and then it goes to me kissing her i'd actually not kissed her at that point i finished off the chat and said i'm gonna go chat to some other people got called straight down and like why wouldn't you kiss her that was the perfect opportunity pretty much go back up and kiss her so 
had to have a whole other conversation and kiss her after that one, and the two clips got put together. Yeah, so situations like that, huh? yeah, they got put together. I didn't know that. So and yeah, for like situations like that, it's like putting pressure on situations. It's like I wouldn't have kissed her then because I knew that would have sped things up, and I hadn't chatted to everyone else yet. So when I said at the main villa that I felt like I got set up. I felt like that was a bit of the setup, you know. I would have taken things slow. I didn't know where my head was at at that point, so to the kiss her straight away, mm. to the outside, it's already looking like I'm I'm leading her on. When it's like, no, nah, I take things slow. I need to know I'm fully invested first. So I feel like, and obviously before I left, actually, I was in a beach hut and they were telling me how things are doing summer. You know, there's not long left. You need to start speeding it up. That's not natural. I'm already now. I'm thinking, oh, what? You know, what I'm saying. Now I need to do something. Yeah, and that's, do, yeah. you want to be doing stuff naturally. And a lot of the conversations you see me having, I don't want to have. I've chatted to Summer or Danica at that point um, throughout the day. I'm going towards dinner. Um, I've got production in my ear saying, all right, go chat to so and so now. Or go chat to Danica or Summer. And that's the footage they're using. They're not using like the fun chats we had. Even like me and Summer chatting about baby names and stuff like that for 20, 30 minutes. They're using the chats where I don't want to chat because I'm about to go eat and they're forcing a the chat. So for me, I didn't understand how forced some of the bits were going to be, and that really took away, like, I thought we were going to be left on devices, how yeah. it would be on the outside, but it's not. Yeah. A lot of it's forced chats, break, and then you don't chat to the girls, you don't chat to the boys, or like a chill day where you can't even chat to anyone about anything because you've got production in your ears saying, oh, you can't talk about this. That kind of stuff, after a while, I was ready to leave. Two days before I left, I was in welfare saying, how do I go about leaving? I'm not feeling it anymore. Yeah, it, get, it can get you down. And when you don't have a break to go off and keep yourself to yourself, it's difficult. You're in the villa. You're yeah, in, you're very in difficult. it. You can't. That's why, like I said, with the whole Tash thing, you need people there. Mm. You do need people there because it can feel like you're by yourself. And for me, with the whole thing you were saying, like, there is pressure on it. Like, no one knows that with Josh and what happened because it don't get shown. Of course not going to mm. get shown. But they need sort of content for the show and things to happen but in Casa and more there was pressure on us because first I started with Paige yeah okay we got along but I think she put her guard up because she thought I'm good with Jax then Tasha and it's like they're saying right there's like you don't know how many days you're in Casa and more for straight away like we didn't get told right you're in here for three days do what you gotta do we was like how long Seth not allowed to know what's the time not allowed to know like it's mad like you're, you're so unaware of everything we got up one morning and they was like, recoupling tonight. And mm. I was like, well, you're not allowed to talk to him though. And we didn't, wasn't allowed to talk to the girl. So that night before, we have to rely on the last chat we had there to see if they want to take us back. But they will go to you, right, you ain't got long. What are you going to do? Like, you ain't got long. And you're like, what do you mean? I'm acting how I'd normally mm. act. But you can't act how you normally would act in there. You've got to times it by 10 speed-wise and... Say, like, for me, I look at it like this. A day in there is like a week on the outside. Literally. Mm. <laughs> what happens in that day is crazy. It's like 24 hours in a day. It, you do so much, it's like you can't keep up. Mm. And, yeah, you are getting told, look, go and do this, go and do that sometimes. And it's like, all right then. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you, like you said, you'd, you'd be, like, literally going to have dinner in 10 minutes and then go, go and chat to her. Yeah, but you don't, you don't want to. Like, you can't be asked. And it's like, oh, all right, then, force a combo. Or, mm -hmm. And they'll show that. Mm. So your funny side sometimes ain't come out because that's the chat that they've shown. Yeah. Not the funny stuff. And am I right in thinking, Josh, you've never had a girlfriend before? No, I never. So for me, I do take stuff slow. And this is what they didn't show. I really do not like hurting people. Obviously, I've seen my mum get hurt. I don't like hurting people's feelings. And I feel like 
just the way they went about stuff like put me in situations where i had to hurt people but they wouldn't show how like remorseful i think that's the word i was how you were feeling yeah how i was feeling about making decisions and stuff like that um and you want to be certain mm. that if it is summer or it's Danica, because you've never had a relationship before, it has to be the right one. Exactly. It's not worth testing all the waters. It's, is this the one I want to fully invest? Because I've never invested before. I've never said mm. I love you before. So I've never gone to that nth degree. Yeah. And so that's you as Joshua Grove away from Love Island. Mm-hmm. And yet you're on Love Island and it should be, I need to take my time. You know, look at Dr. Alex George, for example, a couple of series ago, who yeah. didn't really have anyone there really. And it was like he was trying to find his real person, and like you haven't got that time for that. No, it's annoying because I told production, like, I, and I told these guys, if I make it in, I make it in. I, like, I don't care about going to the main villa too much. And obviously, I, I think I'd kissed Anika at this point, and I still wanted to chat to other people the next day because well, this is day three now. And they were like, oh, no, 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 you need to, you know, chat to Danica. Her head could get turned. I said, like, her head ain't getting turned. I'm pretty sure she's invested in me, like, but I still want to chat to other people and explore that. And that was that, like, from then on, I'm set with her. And that's when I say that I felt like I got set up because there's no way of me to come out of that situation without looking like it was a green ticket in. When more time, like, I'd actually said that I wanted to get to know other people a bit more mm. before I invested in that. So it's like, rush, rush, rush. All right, that's your decision. And then you're pushed. And that's how they portray you is how that is. And they won't show any of you like, oh, I don't know if this is the right one yet until yeah, it's later on. The baiting side of things because mm. I had that. For three days before that Snog Mary Pie, I was in the beach up going, don't know, like, I'm not, I haven't got a click, I haven't got a click. You told me as well. And they yeah. was going, just see how it goes, just see how it goes, see it out. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not here to see it out, I'm here to find something. If I don't, I'm going home. Like, I, don't, I don't care if I go home, I'm not in there for this, this clout stuff and all that rubbish. Like, I'm in there because what's, what's the show called? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And if you're getting told to go and force something or, or speed up, then hang on a minute. I wouldn't act like that, so mm-hmm. why am I doing that? Do you know what I mean? And then you get portrayed of, oh, he done this and that, but why has he done this and that when he ain't feeling that? Wait, because we got, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's a bit mad. So for me, I think it's, from an outsider's point of view, if you don't know what you're getting yourself into, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Who do you want to win tonight? Heck in the day of the day. Yeah, I feel like they've been, they've been obviously, yeah, I feel like they've been, they've been the realest in there. I feel like... They've had their arguments and they've not, not played. But that's proper arguments. That, get, mm. that gets shown. Mm. But, and, and the whole thing will get shown. Whereas our arguments will get bad on us or mm-hmm. 30 seconds shown. But their whole argument will get filmed and put on the telly. Yeah. So why do people like them? Because there's a morning, like a beginning, middle and end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not just a, a middle and an end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like our it, stories. Exactly. So I think no, they're beautiful people. They're funny, funny, funny people. So and Tasha and Andrew, I feel like they yeah, are, they're lovely. I feel like they definitely come top three. And where's Jammer and Luca going? Um, maybe third. But then Dami and India are unreal as well. Mm, I don't know. I, I have no know. idea. Who yeah. do you think's not gonna last? Who do you think's gonna come out of that villa and they're gonna say, nah, it's not gonna work? I'm not too sure. I feel like that would be the real test for everyone. Obviously, we've come out and experienced a lot of attention. Mm. So I feel like that's gonna be the test for couples. Is the obviously like the they're not going to be together with everything they do. So it's going to be like long breaks about each other, a lot of attention. So for, for me, I thought like that would be the real test for them yeah. um, and see which couples are going to last and which mm. ones aren't. Yeah, you can't really say yet. Nothing. And final question. I want to know a secret about the show. I want to know something that I don't know already. And the bar is very hard because I know a lot about the show. So what do you think is the one thing that I don't know about the show? 
you probably know the standard like recouplings take five hours yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff that's all boring we know but all that. what don't you know about the show like just the amount you get told like you've got to go to the beach hut you got to do this you can't, oh yeah you, you get told to go to the beach hut you can't leave the room it. in the morning i was allowed in main bedroom when i'm not went to sleep like just, just a lot you can't go outside in like literally when you go to sleep you're not mm. outside so let's talk about that so you go to sleep they turn the lights off then we always see those lasting shots of you all with your couple being a bit intimate mm. yeah, then you get told go to sleep yeah i wasn't right. in their room either so like i was in the lounge bit so it's like we had to wait till they'd finished their chats in the morning till we could come in and we had to leave when the lights went off mm. um and stay in our bit it's it's weird there's a lot mm. of sort of do this do that a lot of rules a lot yeah. more rules than you But then it is a TV show, so the, we just adapted, didn't we? What's yeah. the worst rule you had? Probably Can't just, talk to the girls yeah. for a whole day. Because that stops you from being able, like, especially after a chill day. Oh, like, you couple up with someone, then it's a chill day. And like, I, this is why I say that I feel like I got pushed out of the show, because it's like, my story made no sense. It looks like I was with Danica and Castle, our friends of her, and then with Summer the day I got bowed out. Yeah. When actually, like, there was so much more to it. The four days before I got bowed out, me and Summer actually building up quite well. And... Like, so they've, we've re- re- recoupled, there's a chill day, so we're not allowed to chat to the girls, and then I've been voted out. So there wasn't actually any way for no one to see this, like, the story with me and her. Yeah. So that's when I say that like, I got pushed out, was because they didn't want me in it. They could push me out quite easily by not showing it. Yeah, and if you feel a certain way that day, you can't go and chat to them about it. Mm. So that mental health side of thing as well is a bit messed up. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're feeling something and you want to go and chat to the girl about it, or who you're with about it, or ch- even chat to Josh about it. Say I'm really stressed out and I want to chat to Josh about the Danique situation or Natasha or you're not allowed. No. You can't talk about any villa life. You've got to talk about the outside world for a whole day. And then the next day, you won't be able to talk to, talk to the girls and the boys again. It's like, what? For two days, I've got built up emotions that mm-hmm. I can't talk to. Yeah, okay, you can go and talk to production, but talking to production and the beach hut is different to talking about someone that's involved. Yeah. It's like you know how I'm feeling, mm. like, and you need advice from the person that's in there, and you're not allowed to do it. And so, the paranoia that you must get as yeah, well. Yeah, nuts. Like, it's nuts how you can feel and be like, and then the third day they go, right, go on in, go and chat, chat. Mm. and you don't know what to talk about because mm. nothing's happened for the last two days, so mm. then it ends up being a boring chat, and it's like, that's what they show. Well, hang on a minute, now you're showing my boring chat. Mm. I was in welfare for like twenty to forty minutes every day, just because it was the only place that I could actually yeah. get stuff off my chest. Yeah, but it'd just be nice to talk to the islanders about stuff. Mm. But they go, no, nope, save it for the cameras. And I'm like, save this chat. That's the word. Yeah, I was ready to save leave. Save this chat. For like a good four days, I was ready to leave. Like when I left, I was upset because I felt like I had like that was the final day that I got to mm. probably like connect with someone. But yeah, the show, my head was gone from like, I got shown apparently time. like with the Danica thing, the only chat they showed is after I saw her in the gym. Mm. We had about five conversations before that. Yeah. That wasn't the first time I set eyes on Danica. That's what's annoyed me because I've been told this. I haven't watched it, but apparently the only time I started talking to Danica and started moving to her is after I saw her in the gym. But they don't show a 30-minute conversation we had before the gym, me inviting her to the gym, having banter. They just show me looking at her, stretching and going, whoa. Yeah. Like, that comes across so bad. Like, dreadful, but yeah. Be 
Billy Brown and Josh Legrave. Love Island tonight, 9pm on ITV2. Go and watch it. It's the finale episode. And if you're a massive Love Island fan like I am, Secure the Insecure, there are so many people from Love Island who have been in the past. Coco Lodge from this year, last year, Aaron Simpson, etc. Amber Gill from 2019. There are so many Love Island stars. Go on the catalogue of Secure the Insecure and you can listen to all those episodes in full because there's a gap with Love Island. There's no Love Island on. There's nothing to watch at 9pm on TV. So go and listen to the podcast. You've been listening to Security and Secure with me, Johnny Seafoot. If you like what we heard, please do go and rate the podcast at Johnny Seafoot, at Security and Secure Podcast on Instagram. On iTunes, it's a five-star rating and a review. And on Spotify, a five-star rating. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I've been Johnny Seafoot. Thank you and goodbye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 